When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, beautiful people. Shalom. Peace. Assalamu alaikum. It's Wednesday, the 24th of January, 2024. Welcome to TDA, the day after your favorite news platform and the home of popular culture, as defined by the culture. How's everyone doing, man? I'm I'm good. I feel like you missed one out there. I don't know who or what religion or what culture it was. I did a big three. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> Shout out to everyone else that got mm-hmm. missed out and all that. I'm good. I, you know, enough morning and all that. How are you guys? Yeah, I can't complain, can't complain. I just realised we yeah. have not introduced ourselves. This is true. Just in case there's some newcomers. Yeah, you, know you never saying? know. We you are hosted know. by the very best. Come on. You know what I'm saying? They call me E-Man, the pro-black activist, TDA producer and news analyst. And of course, the melanin is jam-packed. My name is Rich. Today, you can call me Sir, um, Mister, uh, the big man, my man, all of them old school. Yeah, that's it. Simple as. All right. Brent, how are you, man? Morning, morning. All good. Thank you very much. We thank God. We thank God. We thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before we begin, of course, please hit the subscribe button, like the video, hit the bell icon. Everything, everything, everything. Um, yeah, man, everyone good? Yeah. I'm all right, yeah, but this morning, obviously, you know, on my way here, I kind of, um, you, you always get to see different things when you're in the way on the train or driving or whatever. And I just, not that I suddenly realised, but I come to my mind that I really dislike no man, lack of manners. <laughs> like, I really dislike, okay, for example, you're driving... You see someone at the um, about to cross the road mm. at the zebra crossing. Mm-hmm. You stop for them. It's not that you expect them to say thank you because you didn't have to stop. Yeah. But obviously you did stop. Mm-hmm. More times some people do say thank you. Every now and then it's that one person that just <laughs> looks at you like mm-hmm. entitled. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. So mm-hmm. when I see, no matter what, it could be big, it could be small. No matter how the significance, if you're if you ain't got no manners, I'm just looking at you like, like, why? Mm. What happened? Mm. Who raised you? Like, yeah. come on, man. It's, it's, and it's free as well. <laughs> just what I'm saying. Like, manners is free. It's, it's okay. But the lack of manners can cost you a lot. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Just what I'm saying. So, which one would you rather, mm. you know? Would you feel some type of way if, for example, obviously you're somebody who obviously has got manners, right? Clearly. But let's just say you're in your own world. You're on the phone, you're doing something, you're mm. thinking about something. Mm. Somebody, you know, holds the, the door open for you. Mm. You just walk right through and somebody's like, look at this guy. I've done that by accident before. And then the guy was looking at me strange. I think, why is this guy looking at me? And then he said something to me. Mm. And I go, I'm sorry, I apologise. I got manners. Just mm. I'm saying that. But that's me, as you just said, yeah, that's yeah. me in my own world. And I didn't realise. Mm-hmm. More time I would say, like that hardly, that's happened once. Mm-hmm. In my big old age, mm. just what I'm saying. So, so you wouldn't feel offended if somebody like kind of corrected you, like, "Come on, man, where, where, where's it, the, where's the manners?" 
Or would it depend on how they say it to you? I wouldn't mind if someone corrected me. If I was in the wrong, 100%, because I've corrected people before. I'll be waiting. No, no, scrap that. I'm like, I'm waiting to get into Tesco's. Mm. Someone's coming. Obviously, we're both about to walk in, isn't mm-hmm. it? I think this guy's with his girl. And now we just come back playing football. And this guy's like, we're both about to. So mm. I move to the side. I let the guy go and all that. They'll walk out. Oh, you're welcome. Mm. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 don't worry about it. I was cracked on. I've done that a couple of times. I'll correct you. Don't mm. think you could just be out here in these streets willy nilly, no manners. And. You know the mm-hmm. the 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 man of savior over it. No 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 no. You're not doing that with me. You're not doing that with me because you can't be entitled around me. Why? Yeah. Why are you entitled? I hear you. Like come on, man. As I said, manners is free. Last time I checked. Mm. But but you want to be rude? We can be rude. Mm. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> we doing that? Nah, man. Mm-mm. I don't care who you're with. Mm. Like if you're with your kids, I'm not gonna say nothing. Yeah. We'll look at you strange. Mm-hmm. But manners is manners. Just I saying. Hear you. I hear you. Just saying. But how do you feel about manners, man? You don't mind? You uh, mind your business? Before I respond, good yes. morning, Loch Ness. Good morning, Drew Dogs. Good morning, uh, Paul Wow. Good morning, Oyen. Good morning, Christy. Good morning, Izzy. Good morning, Taufik. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. And good morning, Lala Pink Flower. <laughs> Um, Pink flower. Yeah, she's got a little name? icon next to it. Okay. Uh, so, good morning, Amy. Um, so, when I was telling you that thing image yesterday, good morning, Everest. Um, yeah, I realized that you were getting really, 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 like, perturbed with, well, not with, but on my behalf. Mm. When I was talking to you about the possible disrespect um, that was like shown. Yeah, like it's as though you wanted to to just jump into my past. You and know what? I'll be honest with you. You know what it is? Yeah, I think someone was saying. I think it was Andrew Tate. Not that we take heed in anything he says, but he just made a point. He was saying that disrespect makes people do wild things. Like, right? and obviously, I I'm not taking no disrespect for no one. Just because, you know, we're adults. If I, if you say something to me, mm-hmm. I'm gonna listen to you, whether or not I agree with your opinion. I'm not gonna disrespect you, X, Y, Z. But then when people say stuff, or they're speaking from an ego point of view, I don't have to deal with your ego. Mm. Well, I'm an adult. Like mm. we can have a conversation without there being ego involved. That's okay. Last time I checked, it's okay to leave your ego. At home, oh, yeah. don't hit oh. me with ego. I'm not the person to hit with ego because it's either gonna go one of two ways. We're just not gonna have this conversation, or it's just not gonna turn out the way you thought it was gonna turn out because of your ego, not because of me. Mm. And I, I think Jay Z was saying it that once people, once it's your ego against my ego, you're just measuring whose dick's bigger, basically. Mm. That's long. What are we mm. doing that for? Mm-hmm. That's nothing gets done. So if you're gonna hit me with ego. I have to see that as disrespectful, especially if I'm trying to have a serious conversation with you and you're telling me certain things. When Brett was saying this to me yesterday, I said, ah! <laughs> I said, ah! My chest! I wasn't <laughs> even in the room. <laughs> this conversation happened ages ago and I was getting heated. Mm-hmm. Just what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I'm not, I don't, I don't just, I don't get upset for like stupid things or, you know I mean? but disrespect, don't do that, man. Mm. Come on, man. We're 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 cool people. Let's laugh. Let's joke. 
let's have serious conversation. Let's move forward. Uplift, as we said yesterday. But you want to try to hit me with ego? I am not the guy, man. Please, man. Please. Please. <laughs> Please, man. Oh, I don't know, man. I'm just, that's how, yeah, that's how I felt, Brent, man. I'm just saying that. Like, obviously, you're a good dude and all that and probably a better man than me because uh, I would have said certain things and... But obviously, we have to think about the bigger picture moving forward, and and that's important. So, um, yeah. Good morning, Yvonne. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, KJ Arts. Good morning, Nightfall. Good morning, Crud Crew. And just show. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, We've got a lot to get through, man, in minimal time. Nothing new, though, then. (laughs) And we've got a topic of the day that I'm glad you guys are here for, man. Because I definitely want to get you guys' opinion on this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We definitely... Not to sound sexist or misogynistic or whatever it may be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whatever the latest uh, label is for me. <laughs> but it's definitely a conversation that the men need to have. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. Um, as well as other women as well, but certainly the The men. women will chime in anyway. Yeah. It will make sense when we get to yeah, that part. Yeah, no problem. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Brent, if you don't mind, let's move on to the headlines. Is that our Amani in the chat box? Let's see, let's see. Amanin. <laughs> why, why is it Amani? It should be Doctor. Yeah, Doctor. Mm, for doctor, real, for change real, for that real. immediately. Please. You know what I'm saying? Change it. Doctor. All right. So, first headline. Uh, it seems like there's some internal, potentially uh, internal civil war in the Tory party, man. The former cabinet minister, Sir Simon Clark, has called on Rishi Sunak to resign as prime minister. Really? Yes. The MP said that the country was on the brink of being run by Keir Starmer's Labour for a decade or more. <laughs> and if Nigel Farage returns to the fray, as looks increasingly likely, extinction is a very real possibility for our party. These are his, his strong words, man. His intervention comes amid a number of struggles for the Prime Minister, including falling approval ratings and unhappy unhappiness, pardon me, within his party over the Rwanda de- deportation plan for illegal migrants. Sir was one of 11 Conservative MPs to vote against the Prime Minister's Rwanda bill last week. Sky's political editor, Beth Rigby, heard last week that several letters of no confidence in Mr. Sunak had been submitted to the Bank Bench 1922 Committee of the Conservative Party. And a minimum of 53 would need to be sent in to trigger a leadership contest. I don't see that happening no, I don't, so I don't close see to... I don't see it happening. You know what I mean? Another general election. This, this, yeah, but there's not a time limit on when they can hand yeah. in the letters. So they they can get three mm-hmm. in the next however long. Yeah. You know, they can get four every day for the next and then he's in trouble, but I don't see it happening. It, it would, as far as I'm concerned, I feel like Labour's definitely going to win anyway. Mm. But if they do that, then it's guaranteed mm. a loss. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you need yeah, a leader. Yeah. The people need to vote for somebody. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, they, they need to use common sense and, and just stick with him, man. Tories. You know what I mean? Next headline, and according to reports, the Houthi Foreign Affairs Ministry in Yemen wrote a letter telling British and US aid workers to leave the country within the next 30 days. It was sent to the country's United Nations coordinator. The letter also said aid organizations should not hire any employees with British or American citizenship. It comes after the UK and US launched a fresh set of strikes in Yemen on Monday. The Defense Secretary Grant Shapp said the latest round of attacks were in self-defense and will deal another blow to the Iranian-backed militants. It follows seven rounds of airstrikes on Houthi military sites by the US in recent days and comes after the UK took part in an initial joint strike operation 
earlier this month against the Houthis. Yeah, that's when it's time to go. They gave you 30 days. You better be out there in <laughs> 10. No, but they can't. Right. We were just talking about disrespect earlier. Mm. They, f- at least according to the media, mm. you, know, you can't believe the media, you no, know what I'm saying? No. Unless it's TDA. But, of course. you know what I'm saying? But it looked like the Houthis started it. You know what I'm saying? You you can't be doing all that type of stuff to innocent civilians. You just no, want 100%, trade. 100%, 100%, you can't. But at the same time, they're telling you to get out of the country. You're not going <laughs> to... If you're telling me to leave your house... Mm. Why am I going to stay there? Because when you was there, mm. you showed respect. Mm. You were minding your business. You were mm. watching TV, eating mm. your um, biscuits and Pop tea that they, you know yeah, what I'm saying, yeah. that they offered you. Mm. And then all of a sudden, someone comes and kicks your leg leg off the sofa, even though they told you you could sit like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like at some point, it's like, wait a minute, what's going on there? And obviously, this is at least, it seems, linked to the whole Israel yeah. Hamas. But it's still their house. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no matter what happens, it's still the house, and mm. you're gonna listen to the owner of the house, right? So, oh, yeah. so okay. Hypothetically speaking, worst case scenario, they stay after 30 days. Then what? They mm. can't be guaranteed safety, no? Not at all. Exactly. Not at all. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Um, on our last headline, same region, and the Israeli army says that 24 of its soldiers were killed in Gaza on Monday, which is the deadliest day for its forces since their ground operation began. That includes 21 reservists who died in an explosion likely caused by mines that Israel, Israeli forces had placed in two buildings to demolish them. This is according to the IDF, mm. the Israel Defense Forces. The IDF later said that rocket-propelled grenade fire triggered the explosion. A spokesperson said that a militant squad surprised the force with RPG fire. The first rocket hit one of the buildings in which explosives had been laid out. The hit apparently led to the explosion that caused the collapse of the building and the building next to it. So this is how, basically, their own yeah, people yeah. Um, died. And according to Gaza's Hamas-run health ministry, 195 Palestinians had been killed in the past day. Ah, oh, it doesn't yeah, look good, the, man. The, the, yeah, don't know. You know what I mean? I really um, don't. Yeah. You know, whilst playing that video, you heard when you walked in, it just dawned on me that, obviously, we're living in this particular event mm-hmm. mm. right now. But because of how media is set up these days and how um, for the next 100 years, maybe 200 years, the amount of coverage that is going to be uh, accessible mm-hmm. in that particular time period, Israel's never going to live this history down. Nope. This part of history, they're never going to um, be... Um, um, well, they will never be absent from people reminding them. Mm-hmm. This is true, and it's it's crazy that they have been the victims of said atrocity mm. during a time when you didn't have so much coverage. So everybody's looking at you, and you've continued to do what you're doing, not knowing that a thousand years down the line, people are gonna be like, hey. Remember that time when Israel was doing the same thing they were accusing such and such of doing? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a case of them not caring, though, as long as they've got the land? It's highly possible. I don't think Hitler cared when he was doing <laughs> what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, fi- I think it's, they're thinking it's worth it. <laughs> the thing is, because <laughs> there's so many um, players in this mm. who... They will have long memories and the ability to spin whatever narrative for as long as they want. 
this is never going to go out of um, humankind's consciousness and no. memory, like ever. And it might even overshadow the first. Mm. It might even overshadow the first. Again, like I said, they're very creative with the storytelling these days, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I know there's going to be Netflix documentaries off the back of this. 100%. Just Netflix. There are going to be other <laughs> broadcasters coming out to say, all right, start hours, making films and all sorts. But even if they make a film, like, where does it stop and start? Like, at what era? What year? Do you know what I'm saying? It's been going on for so long. Mm. I don't know, man. And obviously the video I was watching, like, they really want Netanyahu out, right? Mm-hmm. But nothing's happening. <laughs> Boy. I think someone more conscious that they think this thing ain't going to ever come out. Like, yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. In their lifetime, never. In their children's lifetime, never. Yeah, definitely. They're conscious, but I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like the majority are thinking, you know what? Um, Hamas attacked all of us as one. They made no distinction between the right and the left. So for now, let's just leave Netanyahu in, you know what I mean, in power. Even though, like you're saying, a lot of people um, are saying that he should just step down. But if he steps down, what does that look like, though? Like, will the IDF kind of just lose their way? Will, like, who's going to take over? You know what I'm saying? Like, would the focus really be on getting Hamas out of there, which is what everyone in, in the cabinet seems to, to want? Well, obviously, the past Israel PM that was getting interviewed in that particular video I'm talking about, mm-hmm. he was there saying, yeah, for next year, I hear you. Um, we'll be in that mili- military um, back and forth. I hear you, mm. right? This is because we started and we're here. But at least come out to say, look, it's going to take a while, but we are going to be moving towards uh, a political approach of a two-state um, government, mm. right? So if it is that you let people know that's what we are working towards, this particular period over the next year or so of military conflict mm-hmm. is going to come across as harsh. Mm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Because people may see it as, ah, you're just making sure all of the Hamas, you know, people are <laughs> moved. Mm-hmm. But he's not even looking to do that. <laughs> he really, really is saying, "All right, I, I know you. You want me out, but whilst I'm here, mm-hmm. <laughs> let me live my entire best life." Yeah, I think he's been prime minister five times, you know. Five Netanyahu, times, I believe so. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is fifth time. Isn't that and like a record or something? He's moving like an African. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there, but I think so. I could be wrong, but I, I believe this is this is his fi- fifth term. Um, yeah, man. There's a never leaving power. Well, he's, he's going to have to after this, though. Definitely. But I think like Brent's saying, <laughs> while he's there, he's trying to make sure, mm. you know what I'm saying, like his presence is felt. <laughs> At least that way, I think um, in years to come, decades to come, like he'll be remembered as the one who kind of got rid of Hamas. I think that's maybe what he's thinking is. That's what he's trying to leave some kind of legacy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that this is what your legacy it's marked by mm-hmm. absolute madness. But yes, um, that's it for the headlines. Let's go into topic of the day. Hmm? Encourage some men to call in. All right, people. I'd whisper that whilst <laughs> nobody could see, but there you go. <laughs> All right, people. So today's topic of the day, right? Like I said, 
everyone, this is a very inclusive show. Mm. So everyone can inclusive. You know what I'm saying? So men, women, and in between, you can, all can call up, right? Mm-hmm. But when I get into this topic of the day, I, I feel like it will make sense why I'm kind of speaking to the men first. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. But I by no means mean it in any type of crazy way. This is literally for everybody because everybody can contribute. And in, and history has shown that everybody has contributed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, I definitely don't mean no disrespect. But um, this topic of the day, I thought would be good to ask you guys because according to a military chief, mm. right, in the UK, he's basically saying, and his name is General Sir Patrick Sanders, right? Mm. He's, gonna, he's got a speech today. Mm. And in that speech, he's going to be stressing the need for the government to mobilize the nation. Mobilize. Mobilize the nation. Okay. In the event of war with mm. Russia, right? Mm. What he's basically saying is, like he, he's already been critical about um, the amount of troops in the UK kind of mm. decreasing in, mm. in size or, over time and things of that nature. But he's basically saying that people really need to shift in their mindset. The mindset of re- the average regular British citizen needs to, like their mindset needs to change mm. because mentally we need to be prepared for the eventuality that a war with Russia could take yeah. place. And what he's basically saying is, are we prepared, number one? Mm. And number two, mm. um, what would that kind of look like? Okay. This is a real situation. So, you know, we've had the hypotheticals every now and again, but this is yeah. a, a, a top-ranking chief, military chief, mm. saying this. So the question is to the room, mm. <laughs> are you guys prepared? If, for example, a similar situation, God forbid, like in Israel, where yeah. reservists have been called up, Yeah. Regular people, regular jobs, mm. they're asking guys to protect your nation. Because mm. as much as we criticize Britain, mm. you guys all hold British passports, <laughs> right? And this is what will be some of us. <laughs> this is what correction. This is what they'll say, right? Mm. Are you prepared to fight? Um, it's funny. I was I was talking about this the other day, literally maybe no more than two days ago, and I was basically saying that in terms of this country or island, whatever you want to call it, if you take away Wales and Scotland, it's very, very small. And then if we're in another part of the world and certain things happen, I don't know, like a tsunami or torrential weather, we're finished. Anyhow, when I was speaking about war, I was saying that other countries have like underground bunkers for some of their citizens, but for the elites, Mm -hmm. they have places they can go. For the average everyday man, there's not somewhere they can go if something happens. So in the eventuality that something happens, other than high ground or the countryside, like London is finished straight away. <laughs> you don't even have to hit London directly. You can lay something in the water and then, you know, it'll mm-hmm. get flooded. But in terms of war, most people are not ready for that because where, think about it, yeah, in this stage or period in time we are we've just had a king we've never had a king in this country mm. so that's a new thing mm. all the wars that we've ever seen are wars on tv across the land yeah so most people they're in living in a um what's the word i'm looking for a false um oh what's that word when you're basically they believe they're safe because of the country that we're in mm. and i was looking at another map False sense of security. False sense of security. That's mm. it. Well, I was looking at a map the other day where most of the wars have been since the dawn of time, and they've all been here. Like right. I can, I'm gonna, in fact, I'm going to send you this map, uh, Brent. Mm-hmm. Like a map of the world, mm. and it shows you where all the wars have been. This country's had hell of them, mm. and in my mind, I'm like, hold on. 
the way the youth are now, not even just the youth, the way the society is now, I'm going to say 90% are not ready for that. Yeah, I agree. Maybe even 95. Yeah. But if you sit down and have this conversation with people, some people will be like, okay, cool. I kind of knew that X, Y, Z might happen. And if you look at all over the world, there's too much stuff going on for it not yeah. to hit over here. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, unfortunately, in the next five to 10 years, there's a there's a strong possibility that, you know, something might happen. Because we, we know Putin is a serious guy. Yeah, 100%. You know what I'm saying? So, and like you said, when, when we just even in our own lifetimes, mm. like when you look at the amount of situations that this country and the US together yeah. have been in, loads, just by a law of averages, something may <laughs> come. Just come what I'm to saying, at some point in time, even if you get rid of seventy percent of your enemies, mm. there's thirty percent out there that are like, yeah, I'm waiting, <laughs> mm. biding my time. X Y Z. Now all these countries are just they've had enough. Look, you, you see South Africa siding with Russia. Yes. Like, so, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's a conflict in itself in terms of, like, Africans and black people because I understand why the South Africans would side with Russia, I get. But as a black person in England, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, like, some people might be torn, and, which is cool, and some people are like, wait, I don't want to get hit with someone else's shit just because I'm standing here. Yeah. What can we do, though? We're in this country. This is it. That's what I'm saying. This, this, is, this, is, this is why... I'm, I'm posing this question to, to everybody because like you just said, mm. everything for most of us is here. Mm. So as much as we can say, yeah, we'll go back home, we'll do, like, it will be a huge change. If anything happens here, over here, there's no real way out because mm. there ain't going to be no flats, mm-hmm. let alone, you think you're going to have time to go on your app and <laughs> book a little Ryanair? Yeah, yeah, nah. Yeah. If you ain't, even if you've got a private jet, most found, most flats will get grounded mm. from airstrikes and... Come on, man. The only way I guess you can escape is if it was asylum seeking and sent to Rwanda. Even then, <laughs> even then, like, what, who are they letting out the country when stuff is going on actively in the country? Mm. The first thoughts is to defend yeah. the country. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, like, you're going to have to go to higher ground or go to the countryside. Mm-hmm. High ground because of the floods, countryside because the capital's a dangerous place to be. Mm. Any capital's a dangerous place to be when war's going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All you people that want to. Um, <laughs> Stunt and this and that and yeah, life might look a bit different in a couple of years. You're, de- you're definitely right about the capital stuff because obviously, again, because World War Two seems kind of far removed from us, mm. we we forget that a lot of London was bombed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Bombed to bits. Yeah. So so you know what I mean we don't really know about that. But before I move on to you, Brent, yeah, I just want to read a bit more of the article, right? So basically, um. With the British Army being reduced to its smallest size for centuries, the Telegraph understands that General Sir Patrick, who has been openly critical of troop cuts, wants British men and women to be prepared for a call-up if NATO goes to war with Putin, right? Hmm. It comes after a senior NATO military official warned that private citizens should prepare for an all-out war with Russia in the next 20 years. So again, some of us may be okay because we'll be up in age, right? But this is important information for our children, right? Um, and what they're saying is this would require wholesale change in our lives. Admiral Rob Bauer said that nations needed to be prepared to find more people if it comes to war and to consider mobilization, reservists, or conscription. So mobilization is basically just the government mm. 
you know what I mean? Like organizing all the troops to get ready. Reservists is like similar situation in Israel mm. with average citizen minding business and you're kind of the reserves. You be, mm. basically caught up when necessary. Conscription though is compulsory. So this, so this Listen, is, if, they, if they bring that in, yeah, mm -hmm. a lot of people are doomed because they don't want to, there's, I've heard people talk about they should bring back the national service anyway, just for mm. the youth. Mm. And like, I kind of understand why that would make sense. But mm. conscription? Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. The army chief, however, says um, that he wouldn't support conscription, right? This is what's being understood, but he believes there should be a shift in the mindset of regular British people who, pardon me, where they think more like troops, who are mentally prepared that mm. war with Russia could happen. So, Brett, hearing all this information, mm -hmm. what's your thoughts, man? Am I going to war? <laughs> I mean, in 20, <laughs> in 20 years. Nope. Listen, nope. <laughs> In 20 years, obviously, it won't be... I guess I'm kind of looking at the extreme if it was in the 20th year, right? But let's just yeah. say it, it did happen in a, a, situ a time where um, our age fell within those... Yeah, you know I what I'm think saying? there would quicker be civil war than the world, the civilised, quote-unquote, civilised Western world um, and its citizens mm -hmm. return to the madness that we've seen depicted in history. Why do you believe that? Because I think at this stage right now, I think a lot of people are kind of questioning um, the ethics of people in power. Mm. And they have been for a little while, right? Mm. I mean, we just went through COVID and right now we are kind of, um, we're purveying all of the investigations um, and hearings that are, um, now being ruled out, and we're seeing the wickedness of man, man meaning just mankind, mm -hmm. during that particular time, mm -hmm. the ones who are in power. I don't think that if you now, as the government, ask people to go to war for you, to fight for this idea that we've just seen has been perverted, mm -hmm. I don't think <clears throat> there's anything other than some sort of civil unrest. I mm. told you about the story uh, about that man last week when I went to Spotify. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, you know, they bear them. They bear mm. them deep state mother efforts. Mm. Right? So mm -hmm. they'll be loud and they have platforms to be loud mm -hmm. from. Back in the day, they didn't. Yeah. So I don't see it going down the same way as it was when it is. there wasn't a way to connect um, ideas that should be amplified. Can I throw something back at you? Mm -hmm. um, we, we spoke just a few minutes about, about um, Israel. Remember, like many people don't agree with Benjamin Netanyahu, right? But a lot of them are just saying, at the end of the day, let's unify because we have a common enemy. As in Israelis? Yes, yes. I'm not sure if that's accurate. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure if it's as accurate as it was on the mm. actual day or the day the after. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. Well, even if, if even if that's the, um, the case, let's just let's just kind of put ourselves, God forbid, in that, in that situation where something's occurred, mm -hmm. right? And even though we may not agree with Sunak or maybe Keir Starmer, whoever yeah. the, the 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 leader is, yeah. Um, if we're seeing that rockets are being launched all the way from Russia, right, <laughs> or one of their allies nearby, and it's, it's it's killing people, we're seeing this on BBC and Channel Four and TDA, right? 
how are we going to respond? Are we going to respond by saying, well, is, is you guys full in power or are we going right. to actually When mobilize? you say we, are you talking about the white Brits? Yes, the, av- yes, the average So person. I should now speak for the white Brits, right? I'm cool. Some of them <laughs> who, I guess, glorify and romanticize this bollocks, yeah. they might be like, yeah, sign me up, please. Mm-hmm. I've just been dying to basically go and waste my life. Mm. But I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure if the majority are on that because... But we have Netflix, HBO, we have we have all these um, particular um, DSPs that have shown us what it was like yeah. and the mistakes that were made. Yeah. I don't know if it is that we will quickly just run back into that. But but is, is it a case of running back into it or is it a case of being forced and dragged into Again, it? Again, I am not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going anywhere. So if they come to you, Brent, and be like... Brent, we need your expertise in the field. This is compulsory. You ain't got a choice. We gonna do. How do, how does it make it compulsory to me? Threaten me. As in, I would take away your British passport. Cool. I have. No, no, no. Forget the passport. We're putting you straight into Prison. jail. Mm. And, I'm going to jail then. And then even then, yeah. Remember, there's. I swear that it was America or someone that were talking about taking mm. people from jail to the war. Some anyhow, yeah, some kind of and then drop me off. Yeah, so I'm saying so. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, gonna fight. <laughs> so say that they're like, listen, we're taking you to jail. You're like, okay, cool, I'll go to jail. You get to jail a year later. They like, listen, all you jail man, cover to war anyway. It's no win situation. I'm not understanding what you're saying. You know, I'd rather fight those who come to put me in jail than, <laughs> than Russians. <laughs> Just done. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Okay, this, have, this, have, all I'm saying, all of this stuff is a possibility. This is what the, this is what the channels are trying to. I'm, you know and I'm not surprised. I'm Whoever's just... called, can you call back, please? I'm gonna engage the phone now. It's engaged now. Thank you. It's a crazy time, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Good yeah. morning, caller. Morning, morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, guys. Matt Rob here. Are, Rob. You, are, um, you, are you answering the call? <laughs> <laughs> Black Rob, we need your help. <laughs> nah, fuck that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know, with these things, yeah, I'm going to get into my conspiracy bag right now. Um, um, with these, like, um, whenever they're trying to conscript people, it's like um, they they know that we're, we're more cynical as a generation because of like um fake news ai or people people why um war propaganda doesn't work as effectively as it did in the 40s so right now they're doing a, they're doing a nice approach they're asking us when that doesn't work they're mm. going to do the harsh approach which 100. is going to be a false flag i agree do you know have you heard of um have you heard of um uh, operation northwood no. no so basically during the vietnam war they were trying to get the public on side to go to war Vietnam. Everyone, no one was having it. Everyone was like, no, leave them alone. So then, so then all of a sudden, a, a, a boat, an uh, uh, American sh- got sank by the Viet-, Viet Cong near Vietnam, and then everyone was on side. Then they found out that it was a false flag and nothing ever happened. And so, 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 so if they're going to try to get Brits to... So, and then, if you want to go into 9-11, let's not go to that. But mm-hmm. like, if, if, if you want to get... Um, the Brits on sides to, to join the army you need a false flag they're gonna something, something random is gonna happen in, in Durham or some next place and then they're gonna, they're gonna do a propaganda machine and then, then everyone's gonna be like 
yeah, fight for your country. Look at what they did to all your boys in Durham, like, and then 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 they're gonna get people on side. That's the way they do it. So fair, fair's the best one. Look, look at the whole thing we were talking about the other day with Philly and Punks. They're trying to use them. That's a that's a soft approach, though. They're like, okay, they're trying to encourage you through Fortnite. Fortnite, yeah, not gonna work. Trying to trying to they're doing a soft approach now. They're gonna amp up 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 the ante once people like they're still not jacking it. So eventually they're gonna do a false flag, and that's that's when you know things are getting serious. They get closer to time. Also, if you want to if you want to get deep, and I know Brent was like this, there's this guy called oh, I forgot his name now. I think it's Alfred Pike or Albert Pike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like some occultist from like yeah yeah from mm-hmm. time ago. He wrote like a, he wrote like a book where he talked about there's gonna be three world wars, and he was this and he wrote this book like a couple hundred years before the first. It was like the 1800s. Mm-hmm. He wrote three book a book about three world wars that are gonna happen, and he, he explained specifically how they're gonna go down. Mm-hmm. The first one he actually explained in detail that like, oh yeah we're gonna do it this way. The second one's gonna be um, uh, gonna be between like it's gonna be about like um, the Europeans and um, Judaism all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said the third one and then he goes into detail about the third one. So the first two he got bang on. The third one hasn't happened yet, but he goes into detail. Read read this manuscript about the wars and then see how accurate it was. Look at the year he wrote it. Mm. This this has nothing to do with um, wars. Have nothing to do uh, do with. Um, Nation upon nation. It's all about depopulation and and occult and all that type of stuff in it. So I'm not I'm not playing any part in that. They're throwing me in jail like Muhammad Ali. I'd rather do that. I'm not I'm not getting, I'm not I'm not putting my life in the line for like mm. a fake war just so they can depopulate the the world so they can do all that NWO stuff. Anyway, that's me. So so you feel like every war is like this or just majority? Yeah, most of them. Most mm. of them. The the nipes of them. Yeah. Nipes and them are always set up by like it's all it's, it's like what is even even this whole Russia um, Europe stuff is like mm-hmm. you know, okay let me go I know I'm going off piss and stuff like do you know the Ukraine stuff it's kind of crazy that it's yeah, interesting it's the whole the, Ukraine it's stuff here brother you ain't gonna get no pushback over yeah yeah <laughs> do you know the Ukraine? <laughs> yeah I can I can go off uh, do you know um, do you know like um, do you know the Cuban missile crisis started mm-hmm. because. Um, uh, um, Russia wanted to put uh, military bases on Cuba, which yeah. was too close to America, mm-hmm. so they can launch missiles. Yeah. Ukraine is the exact same thing. Russia said, "Yo, stop putting, stop getting close to our borders," because they so you, it's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But because Russia ain't got the propaganda machine to, to to actually explain what they're doing, they they look like the aggressors. But they said, "Yo, mm-hmm. move, stop getting NATO too close to our borders." This is the exact same thing we did in Cuba. Yep. You you thought you got a bit antsy because we had our, our militaries on your doorstep, and you're doing the same thing. Create a little bit of a buffer. We won't go to war. Mm-hmm. Um, American Europe just ignored them. Kept kept getting cozy with Ukraine. Got closer, and Russia's like, "Okay, cool. You you ain't listening. We're going yeah. to war." Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. exactly what it was. So it's all it's all about that. It's, I said it's all propaganda. It's all about um, 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 proxy wars and all that stuff. So if we're if if you're gonna put your life on the line, at least World War One and World War Two, there was a little bit more of like a, the PR was a little bit better because. They, they had one narrative. Oh, we're stopping the Nazis. Obviously, it was not, there was more to it than that, but it was an easier thing to sell here because there's so much like intricacies and there's so much um, news that people are available to. There's Everyone realizes that everything is more gray than, they, than it appears to be. And when media was consumed by only a certain amount of channels, you can't, you can't make people think everything's so black and white now. So even, even, the, even the person that's like, um, that would be more likely to join the army would be like, uh, there's a bit more nuance to this, and you can't get someone to 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 give their life to something that's nuanced. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, so you believe that it may get to the stage where conscription is the only way to get everybody into into ranks? So, no, they're gonna try conscription. People mm. aren't gonna have it. Then they're gonna do a false flag. Mm. Okay, and you think that's gonna work? History repeats it. History repeats itself. Every time there's a false flag, 
conscription goes high, uh, increases, mm-hmm. and then um, um, and laws laws that that reduce our rights are increased. Patriot Act in America, more subscription after 9-11. Mm-hmm. No, um, Vietnam, more subscription after Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And more, more laws that reduced our rights. Like every time there's, there's a false flag, it's the most effective way. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you feel like we have the wrong mentality though? Do you feel like at the end of the day, we're human beings, right? Regardless of the agenda yeah. of the people at the top, right? There's always going to be conflict. And so if we are citizens of a, of a particular nation, right? We should kind of, I don't know, right? Rise to the, um, to, to the core, or do you feel like everyone no, that's, has... that's, that's, Go on. That is the exact propaganda um, talk that, like, it, it's not a given that there's war. You know that, right? Mm. It's not a given. Like, if, if you look into every night of the wars, there's always, like, a there's always like an invisible hand of, like, some CIA operative or some... Um, like, yeah. Most people... Yeah, something. There's always something. Do you know what I mean? Look at... All we know of Iraq and Iran now and all that stuff. Did you know, like, in the 70s and 60s, their, their society was, like, Pretty much like mm-hmm. good. Like look at Syria yeah. in in a quick in a quick turn. Like it's not a given that war happens. Wars are, and that's why I say a lot of these things we've been conditioned to think. Ah, oh, this is just the way the world. Like economic boom and bust. These are just the way things are. No, they're they're they're, they're artificially created. Mm-hmm. But because it's all we've known, it, we think it's just the norm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree with you, man. Appreciate the call, Black Rob, man. Thank you, man. Uh, Brent, I just sent you a picture um, on the TDA Instagram. Yeah. When, when you get a chance, you can. But um, yeah, I feel like at some point in time, they're going to try and get people. And it's funny that he's saying that about the whole Philly and Chunks thing. Because mm-hmm. I saw that the other day and I was like, yo, I didn't. Mm. See what I mean? That's like a very, very soft approach. At some point in time, they're going to crank up the um, the efforts to get people in, especially if they need to change the mentality. And there's a bag of people, like a whole generation of people that are like, nah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm... It's, it's, not, it's not there. It says no longer. Hello? Good morning, Hello, good morning. Good morning. How are you, man? Good morning. I'm very well. How's everyone? We thank God, man. We can't complain, man. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, you see with this whole draft thing, mm-hmm. I find it very interesting because... Mm-hmm. My first question is, okay, who are they going to draft? You. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, wait. What, what why me? Groups? Okay. Why no, not? no, no. I'm not asking age groups. Okay. What sex? What sex? <laughs> <laughs> is it everyone men and women? Or is it just the men? I can't speak for the women. I can't speak for the women, but I know they're going to be drafted in men. So. And, and according okay, to the article... Okay, they're drafting in men now. According to the article, um, those those generals, admirals, are, are basically saying that men and women is anybody ought man. to prepare, yeah, you mm. know what I'm saying, mentally. I so don't think they'll be specific. Yeah. Okay, men and women. Mm-hmm. Just okay. Oh, you don't mind that one. You don't know. Okay. You don't mind that one. No, 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 because I was, I, I had my plan already. I was yeah, thinking, hey, okay, hey, if they come in, they knock on my door. They say we're taking the men. I say, oh, sorry, I, tran- I transitioned, I transformed. Um, I'm no longer a man. And then that's it, finished, khalas. But okay, if it's the men and the women as well, then that's mm-hmm. um, that's a bit different. That's <laughs> gonna be a first. I mean, you could oh. identify as a, as a lizard or something. Or identify as a chair. But <laughs> that's an option these days, isn't it? <laughs> <That's what I'm> <laughs> <laughs> and then the boy, you ain't got to move unless someone moves you. That's that's we are finished. <laughs> yeah, we are finished. We're finished. We're we are finished. going to go and fight Russia with a with an army of. Of <laughs> identifying trans, trans chairs, people. yeah, 
Wow, <laughs> this is what you woke up for. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you want to use this time on air to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, but Sally, if, 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 this, if this was a real situation in the next five to ten years, how would you respond? Mm. To me, myself personally, mm-hmm. I think... Well, you see, the thing is, obviously anyone would like to say that, oh, hopefully by the time that that happens, I would have preed it from before and I would have packed my bags and I would have been somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But things don't work like that because when the first lockdown started, no one even, I even thought that was a joke before it came about and then Mm -hmm. it came about and we were here. These things really sneak up on you. So uh, how would I, I'm not going to lie, obviously I don't want to go to war. That's not my story. Mm -hmm. Um, have you seen that movie? Catch me if you can. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we might have to play some games, man. <laughs> Hide and seek. <laughs> so you, so you get to go a wall, basically. I, I'm not saying that because they're gonna try draft <laughs> you, man. They're gonna they're oh. gonna try drafting everyone. Uh, if you're fitting a ball, <laughs> you're on the way. If you if you want something great, you gotta try your best, man. So these people, they're gonna to have to come with their A game, I think. Would you definitely, I guess, like like Brent and Black Robert said, like just choose prison over going to the front lines? Choose prison. Nah, that's not really my story either. But, but listen, I've listen. been watching. Have you seen? Yeah, go. On. Have you seen the show? Uh, the show called Alone or like Bear Grylls? Bear Grylls. I've seen Bear Grylls. Yeah, I've Bear seen Bear Grylls. A couple, a couple episodes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I've always been a massive fan of Bear Grylls. So in the years I've been watching his videos, I've I've taken on a lot of um, Are you taking notes? Of notes. Sorry, can you just give us yeah, a yeah, yeah. So Bear I don't think... is? Oh yeah, Bear Grylls. He's a guy, and um, he does like survival videos. So he goes into the woods or wherever it is, and then he shows you, okay, yeah. So now you build your hut like this, and then you start your fire like this, etc. It's a bit like, like scout stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like he lives in the wilderness, basically. Was, yeah, different environments. It mm. might have been cold. He doesn't well. live in the wilderness, but he yeah, he shows you how to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. I think, yeah. I think I'm just gonna have to just like do a bit more research. But but Sally, the, the reality yeah. is, yeah, that the the country like the countryside is not just gonna be full up of like hundreds of thousands of men doing big girl stuff in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the authorities would just go there. I just catch you guys. Yeah, well, I know yeah, no, there's going to be pure a... brothers in the woods. No, 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 no. <laughs> no but Eman, Eman, you, you, you see, you just said it. That's the thing. I'm not talking about the country and hundreds of thousands of people doing what I do. You, you don't have to do what I do. <laughs> you guys go and you, you, you can either pick prison or the war. But me, myself, I know what I'll be. No, the reason why I'm saying that is because the reality is there may be many other people who are thinking similar to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, millions, mm. I would say, will probably stay, especially if they, you know, they succumb to the, the propaganda. Others will, will mm-hmm. try, will, will just go to prison, and others will try and live in the wild, like you, right? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> the people will just come and just collect everyone wholesale, right? But, I, I don't know, like, if, it, like, try, try and imagine that going into the, into the wilderness, hiding in this country, right? Where we've got, mm. like, bloody infrared stuff where they could just find the heat from your body and know yeah. where you are immediately. Heat maps. heat maps, thank you. 
um, 4G, all, all sorts of stuff that mm. none of us have really tried to be prepared for, right? Yeah. You, you can't just... There's only so much hiding. On. Yeah. There's only so much hiding you can do in England. Precisely. You know what I'm saying? So let's just say it's now, a small country. This is it. So let's just say like your home country. You're you're from Ghana, right? Uh, yeah, I'm from um, Ghana and a few other places. Ghana, okay. Uganda, no man. Okay. So imagine all of those countries now are in situations where their leaders have made deals with um the UK, where anyone who has citizenship mm. over there mm. can't go there, right? Because mm. <laughs> they they can kind of foresee everyone trying to run back home, right? And so you're stuck, sure. and it literally is a situation where it's like, look, take up arms or go prison. And if you go prison, you guys are going to be fast tracked to the front of, yeah. the, of, 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 <laughs> of the battle. <laughs> like, what? What hey. can you do? You know what I'm saying? I know, obviously, I've kind of, I've kind of limited the choices here, right? But I'm just kind of. I can see that though. You know what I mean? I can see that. As as much as it sounds crazy and limited and hypothetical, mm-hmm. I can see that. Like, remember, if they're trying to strong arm people into mm-hmm. changing their mentality, yeah. they know at some point in time, look, they looked at COVID, they saw people were like outside in lockdown and this and that and bloody, bloody, blah, blah, blah. They're going to be like, wait there, okay, let's try the soft approach. The soft approach don't work. Mm. We're going to try the super hard approach. So even if you do go to jail, you're getting fast-tracked. Like, wait, mm-hmm. I've got a question mm-hmm. because, and this is for like everyone that's listening, because uh, I studied history, so... Mm-hmm. I know how they fought World War One, World War Two, but obviously, like we currently do have wars going on. But how are they really fighting those wars? Because back in those times, mm-hmm. obviously they had the trenches. Yeah. So there was literally like a front line. But now I thought it was just like missions that they go on and like targets that they go to, like yeah, like yeah. targets that they target and mm-hmm. like specific people and like points of interest and things like that. So yeah. they can't really put you on the front line for that because for those things, they're sending the best of the best. If they send these people that weren't even trying to go there anyway and they say, okay, go and like assassinate this man, mm-hmm. how do they know that what you're going to do when you get there? But think, you might just go and put down your gun I think start drinking tea. They need I, the numbers, bro. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's yeah, the numbers, because... But, Numbers don't mean shit if no one's listening to you. No, but remember, Sally, yeah, like, like you just rightly said, yeah, like, I guess you're thinking about like Afghanistan, Iraq, and them situations there, right? Where, like you said, people just go on mm. missions, and you know what I'm saying, like, but compare that to like World War One and, and and two, right? Remember, the entire mm. nation was was caught in was brought up into this, <laughs> and this is what these generals are saying. Like, this can't just be a case for those who have signed up to the to um to the to the army on their own volition, right? This is a case where we actually mm-hmm. need numbers. We really need numbers. So if there is that type of situation, it won't be a specialized thing. I mean, there'll probably be specialized teams doing this, that, and the third, but it'll definitely need real like numbers, people pushing forward. To yeah, they're gonna the, the whole reason for them doing this because obviously, as you said earlier on, the decrease in numbers, they need people through the door. If there's no people through the door, how do you fight a war mm. with no army? It just don't make no sense. No, so. but but the thing is, but this is what I don't get though, because, okay, now, I have never personally thought that drones were a good thing. I, I, I think, I think they're, they're terrible. Like in terms of it, when you have drones, you're basically, you've got the leg up. You've got no physical people, no physical souls out there in the battlefield, mm-hmm. and they're killing people, bombing whole areas, tens, probably even hundreds of people at a time. That's crazy. However, right now, those drones are looking very appealing. Mm. Why don't we just get drones? I'll go work <laughs> in the factory. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go work in the factory. I'll put it together. I'll, I'll put the screw in. 
Yeah. You can't you have drones. I'm sorry, but you can't have drones fighting a whole war. Just a whole war from start to finish. It's not going to help. They might be like... Why not? Of, they might be 2% of the war at, mo- at, at max. What? But you can't expect Wait, them to fight why, the whole why war. Why not is the question. But why not is the question? Because, okay, okay we are all... The, uh, okay, in terms of this country, England, we're a tiny little island here. All of the belongings, that the, the civilians that live in this country are in this country. If we all go and we all put in... 12-hour shifts in the factory Listen to this making the drone. Now we've got uh, an army of 100,000 drones. Why do we need to physically go and fly into that country ourselves? When we just send, we press the button, bam, uh, You done. sound like you got it all worked out still. Maybe they should recruit you, for real. <laughs> and also, Sally, if that was ever to be the case here, yeah, we'll need to start making them drones from now. In it, you know what I'm saying? We can't wait. <laughs> can't wait to the well, what I know is I'll, be, I'll either be in the office or the factory. I'll, I'll either be in the office or the factory. I'll give my expertise there, man. I Sally, uh, the, I Sally, the chat are saying, yeah, you're going to be drinking your piss and, and living in Richmond Park. <laughs> Hold on. What? These are not crazy. Nah. Well, I'll be coming I've been on keto for a while, so I won't need these cornflakes and these fizzy drinks. That you Just saying, mm-hmm. isn't it? if you're moving like Bear Grylls, you're going to be out there in the wilderness, so... <laughs> You know. Nah, I've still got I've still got certain lines I won't cross, man. Nah, and then also, mm-hmm. well, it depends. At the end of the day, I've got I think I've got several different options because if there's that one, then obviously if like the city gets abandoned and everyone's out in war, then every now and then you can pop back in and try and you know check see what's in the fridge. <laughs> <Imagine>. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> This is some ideal war. <laughs> I do it, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Walking, imagine we're having this conversation now. We have a big explosion. That's it. We're in the game. Like, yeah. What do you do? Yeah, yeah. No, but There's no time to the prepare. The thing is, you know, that's people's reality. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah, right now to speak. It's not going to laugh, but that's, that's what happens. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, you'll just be chilling and then now your, gl- like your windows are broken, the floor's shaking and you don't know where your parents are. Crazy. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. Thank you very much, Sally, man. Appreciate the call. No worries, man. Guys, I, have a fantastic... I'm not going to lie, though. I do believe... Like, I remember I had a dream not too long ago. It was maybe a year ago, over a year ago. And I wrote it down. Mm. It, was just, it just felt so vivid. Mm. Like, and I was in... <clears throat> was in Hackney. Mm. And I just remember... I think I, I have left my stepmoms and I don't really... There's not a real reason for me to be in the hood. Mm. So I think I must have left my stepmom's heading home, whatever. And I just remember a plane flying over and it was getting shot at by something else. Mm. Like I woke up here and I had a tear in my eye mm. and I had to flip in, I had to write down a date right. of it actually happening. And then uh, um, I think I checked. Hey. With, he said he cried? Yeah, because it just, I don't know why. I woke up and I had a tear in my eye. Like so, when I've when I've woke up, I wrote it down, and I remember seeing the plane was like it's it exploded. Obviously, people have gone to see close to the wreckage or whatever, and mm. I remember seeing an American flag. Mm. I just remember seeing an American flag for some reason, and then I think when I got up, I must have googled that. Where's the most, the closest American base? Mm. It was like Norwich. Mm. From Norwich to London, bro, that's minutes yeah. in a in a fighter jet. That's what I'm saying, and we're talking about. Probably still getting my phone somewhere. I talked about over a year ago. Uh, so I pray 
pray the dream's not right. I, that's what I'm saying. I pray the dream's not right. Um, but I don't know, man. With all, everything going on in the world, it's yeah. like it just it just feels like it's gearing up to that. And then the, for the for the, the for the guy to come out and say that about people changing their mentality, yeah. he can even see something coming. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And he's yeah. a general. Like, let alone, you know, the average mm-hmm. man and woman that are just living their lives every day and not thinking nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I keep saying we are in a false sense of security yeah. because of what we've seen and where we are in the world. You know, all it takes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why, a part of me, I'm not rooting for, what's his name? I'm not rooting for Biden. Mm-hmm. What's the other guy who's fighting? Trump. 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 I'm not rooting for Trump. But what I do know mm-hmm. is Trump has a decent relationship with yeah, with Russia. Yeah. Putin, yeah. Just what I'm saying. So I'd rather him be in in, in place and there be peace mm-hmm. than Biden and then Yeah, antagonizing the situation. Just what I'm saying. Give me peace all day long. Yeah. So Good morning, Cola. Morning guys, morning guys. Just can you hear me by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can hear you now. Oh yeah, yeah, my name's Chibs, by the way. Um calling up about the war topic. Yes, yes, um, yes. Obviously, heard what you guys have been talking about, mm-hmm. uh, other callers and whatnot. Obviously, a little banter running and whatnot. But I was thinking, let me come at the angle. Let's take this a little bit more seriously. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Where they do introduce that sort of conscript sort of a situation. So, what does that look like now? We mentioned sort of our population, right? So, right now, I'm assuming most of the callers, most of the audience, rather like maybe black, Caribbean, so on and so forth, African. Mm-hmm. So who are they really going to be targeting in terms of like, what type of propaganda would, be, would they be pushing out? Is it British? Is it multicultural propaganda? Might probably most likely be British. They'll probably be looking for a particular audience first and foremost, mm-hmm. right? So I'm thinking, right, so cool. First and foremost, the people that do put their hands up, right, their metaphorical hands up, cool, I'm going to go. They'll probably be sort of shone a light you know, if these guys can go, why can't you guys go? You understand? So there'll be a division, there'll be a reason for maybe the minorities and people that are quote unquote woke or not, not as, shall we say, patriotic mm-hmm. to go. You understand? Because the people over there are going. I was looking at other sort of aspects. So let's say childcare, for example, if they're talking about men and women, before wars in the past, men went because women can stay back and look after the house, family, kids, so on and so forth. But if men or women are going, Somebody has to stay back and look at them after the kids. You can't yeah. send kids to the countryside like they did in World War, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Then, um, I feel like with mindset as well, um, where in 2024 people will say, oh, people are woke, uh, you can identify as this, you can... Um, I don't want to group mental health into this, but for the sake of this argument, let's call it that people can use mental health to get out of things or so on That's and true. so forth. Or, you know, I, I, there's, there's so many diff- different things. And again, we're not thinking about what happens when people get into conflict and come out? What's the rules done in 20 years or however long it takes? The amount of people that will be affected by it mentally. People, I don't think people are ready to beat people in the head. You understand? Yeah. People see videos of people getting rushed and scream on, on Twitter or whatever the case may be. War, there's real consequences of war. You understand? Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I was thinking about as well, so um, my, my background, my Nigerian, my Ubo, so my father's brother, um, older brother and, and their dad, so my granddad and his first son mm-hmm. uh, were forced to join the Biafran war on the Igbo side, mm-hmm. do you understand? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't have a choice. My grandmother, so my father's mother, ran with my dad um, and his younger siblings when they were younger. Um, they were too young to fight, they were under 16. Mm. And they went to um, 
her village, so not my father's village, or my granddad's village, but my grandmother's village to escape. Mm-hmm. But my granddad and my father and my older uncle, my oldest uncle, had no choice but to join. You understand? Mm-hmm. And again, uh, we we don't know whether they're cool. We assume. Uh, we, we, I think most of us know how the battle ended, especially for the evil side. So um, yeah, there's there's just different, a lot of different sort of elements to sort of bring when you talk about, talk about this war thing. I was thinking about what could they do to incentivize people to go to war? Yeah. Could there be a financial sort of benefit? Mm. For example, if you go to war, come back, there's tax breaks. It, yeah. it could be as silly as that. Mm-hmm. It could be maybe there's a bursary there for you, there's a pot of money there for you when you come back and share with the other survivors. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. With 2024, I think there's going to be different ways of incentivizing people to join this war. And, I, yeah, I, think, I think they do that in America. Um, I think, go on. I, I can't remember the, well, like there was eight ages ago when I was in America, um, my cousin was basically talking mm. to me about his friend and how his friend just came back from one of the wars. I can't remember which one it was. Um, and basically, mm. I think the situation is um, they will handle all your student loans, all your school fees, you if you basically yeah. enlist in the army. Obviously, within that time, you may not get called up if you're lucky, but exactly. there yeah. is a yeah. chance that if something does happen, you definitely will be called up because they'll be paying for exactly. your, your tuition. So yeah, I, and realistically, yeah. a lot of people that are in that this this day and age, a lot of people are in debt. Whether it's five k, ten k, a hundred k, people are in debt, and you yeah. need to get some of these offering you to get that wiped clean. Mm-hmm. And again, in this case, it's conflict, so you most likely will go to conflict. Mm-hmm. But if if, if they start now, for example, I've I've started this sort of second you said this in ten years that um, the chief is trying to bring us in. Yeah. But if they join the um, reserves now. And from now, as in, um, in advance, they wipe your, um, all your debts. I'm like, do it. Like, mortgage, everything. No, 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 Let's see, not the mortgage <laughs> not thing, mortgage. but if, 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 if they're willing to wipe a lot of people's debts, yeah. um, credit cards, this, that, interest, every, everything's gone. You start clean. Credit, your, when you do your credit search, 999 or whatever the case may be. Mm. What? Nah, I think a lot more people. You'd be surprised. Nah. I think James is right. Again, it, it, it depends how you live. Like again, I, I don't know nobody. I don't know anybody's um, backgrounds and why you're doing certain things. But again, a lot of people that live off, they require they live like they work a nine to five, for example, yeah. and they require credit. Or credit is more important to them than maybe you just invoice somebody and so on, and money's sort of coming in anyhow. Mm-hmm. Like this month might go up, this month. So there's different types of people. The way, way people are living is a little bit different. So I think certain people might be incentivized that way. Um, what else was I going to say? And the fact you said 10 years, right? So the chief rather said in 10 years or... In that time, time the next 20 years. Oh, sorry, 20 years, yeah. Right now, there's no reason NATO should be going to war with mm-hmm. Russia off the back of right now, i.e. the Russia-Ukraine thing. Again, Ukraine's not part of NATO, you understand? So, yeah. but there must be something in play in certain rooms. Maybe certain conversations have happened happening for Russia. Uh, sorry, Ukraine. What is the rationale behind that war that they're assuming will take place? Because if if Ukraine still has no ability to join um, NATO, mm-hmm. then this is a um, null and void conversation. Yeah, there must be something that they're planning to. Mm-hmm. implement and get moving that they anticipate will we'll fall out from this Jensen yeah yeah so yeah, yeah that, that was, I was just thinking of two different things yeah yeah, yeah that, thank you for the contribution man 100% um, you made um, very good points man 
Especially that one about uh, removing the debt. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people would be in terms of that. You know what I'm saying? Because so wipe, wipe your balance sheet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Imagine that. Because yeah. like yeah. many people now are trying to get homes and they're realizing decisions yep. they made when they was 18 is <laughs> messing up their credit. Yep. Can't do certain things. Yep. Might imagine giving you a 999 Expedia and then 999 Expedia. What? Experian. What? <laughs> I hear it. Yeah, but sorry, not, not Expedia. Thank you for correcting me. I hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. They're going to have to roll out some crazy incentives for people to go to war. That's what I'm saying. And that what he's saying speaks to that. But then me... I'm of the mind, body, and soul. Like it doesn't matter what you are giving me, big man. Mm. Like as I said, take I'm with Brent. Take me to jail. Like, mm. Just mm. I'll have myself in. So I'm saying I ain't doing the running. What what Sale was talking about doing. It's long one. How long can you run for in England? Just what I'm saying. It's being the countryside. Like <laughs> like this is back in the day, Robin Hood times. And that's long. Um, but you see. Sorry to cut you off, yeah. But you see what you're saying there, yeah? Mm. And, I, and I do agree with what you're saying. Everybody's entitled to how they want to act and so on and so forth and do whatever. I, I'll probably do what you're doing as well. However, in future generations, in 50 years, 100 years, when power actions now will be in textbooks, right? It's all a case of being on the right or wrong side of history. Right now, as we're living, we probably don't care about being on the right or wrong side of history. People that were being drafted to World War One, we don't care. They were fighting, you understand? Mm-hmm. So, as... Once that war, that um, assumes war ends, there will be a shift in maybe ideology. Mm. Not this guy, what's his criminal record? Not, not, not because he was shot, not because, it, because he didn't join the war. All of us, us, us man joined, you know. Why didn't we join? There, there might be, you might be shunned in society, you, you might not get certain jobs because you didn't wait, get, wait, get involved so, in. Wait, so, on. hold on. So, on. I'm trying to, picture something here so you're saying okay that you want to be on the right side of war or you're going to war because you what? Not, right side of history not the right side of war or right side no no exactly right side of history so what i mean by that is okay let's say this war lasts four years mm. and it's in 20 years so 20 after 24 years this war is done so in 50 years time so 25 years past the war um again most of us you might have retired god williams so on and so forth but let's say we're still working, we're still going for jobs, we're still going to have certain conversations, interviews, and so on and so forth. Um, us out, that's how working nine to five. And they look at, they do a, a um, background check. Okay, no, you've got a criminal record. What, what's it for? Um, because you didn't join the war. There might be like some type of propaganda out there to be like, you know what? And I think society will shift. Those that did join the war might get uh, preferential treatment. You know, then because they joined the, the, the cause, they joined the fight. However, those that didn't join, it's not that people not give you jobs, but they won't give you jobs. Do you understand what I'm saying? All the, the jobs is just a broad aspect, but certain things won't happen in your favour. You understand? Um, and, and even yeah, in addition to that, Chims, I, I think just the attitude of people as well. Like the, people be shunned in society, like hearing that you yeah, kind of run away. Let me, let there me. You go. Yeah. I hear you just made some great points there, but let me ask you this: the people that went to World War One and World War Two and in Vietnam and such and such yeah. and such, do they are they getting the same treatment that you're talking about now? <laughs> I mean, no, just asking um, for a friend. Honestly, 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 no, 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 and that friend asking good questions. But what I'm saying, once you once you're gone and dead, like dead and gone, like it doesn't it doesn't matter. But hopefully, the, the God willing, after this war, a lot of us still have. A fair few years left. That is a lot of hopes and maybe's. That is a lot of hopes and maybe's if... The the world is a hopes and maybe's. We might 
I might leave work now when something happens on the bus and train and the hopes and maybe like the world is so you, you can only just plan for the future, right? So mm. yeah, man. But yeah, let me let me not hold up the lines. I let you guys continue, but yeah, big up yourselves, man. Thank you very much, Thank James, you, man. Thank you. Appreciate the call, man. All right, all right, cool, man. Cool, 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 cool. All right, people. Um, I think we've kind of spoken about everything, man. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think we should move on to the headlines. The next set of headlines. All right, so our next headline takes us to South Africa. It's one you mentioned South Africa earlier, man. And the president, 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 pardon me, Cyril Ramaphosa has dropped a high-profile economist from an advisory panel as questions are being raised about her PhD. So people are faking their PhDs. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> Back home, anything's <laughs> possible, you know? Yeah, anything's possible, but yeah, for real. But yeah, man, Thabi Elioka is a well-known commentator and economist in South Africa, serving on several boards as well as advising the government. Uh, Miss Lioka said that she um, said that the L- said that the London School of Economics LSE awarded her a PhD, but Business Day and Daily Maverick journalists said that they have not been able to find a record of her, of her degree. Last week, Miss Lioka denied misrepresenting her qualification. I don't know why people are going out of their way to go and try and prove this. They did this with um, Dr. Uma as well. Uh, and obviously they've done this with um, Tinubu, the president of um, Nigeria. But anyway, on Monday, she resigned from the boards of mining firm Anglo-American Platinum Limited and mobile phone company MTNSA, South Africa. On the same day, she was informed about the immediate termination of her membership in the Presidential Economic Advisory Council. When the BBC asked the LSC um, whether it had a record of Miss Lioka's doctorate, it said that we have checked our files and can find no record of Thabi, wow, or Bathabile, which I think is her full name, uh, Lioka, being awarded a PhD from LSC. So, so it looks like she did make it up. This That's is wild. crazy. How long was she in the job for? I'm not too sure. It doesn't, it doesn't say. But she, she was there. in a high position. How did you just get there by blagging it? I had... That's crazy, isn't it? That's... Yeah, shout out to her, man. <laughs> she tried. <laughs> um, next headline takes us to Ecuador, man, uh, where 68 gang members in Ecuador have been arrested after they stormed the hospital in the town of Yaguachi. Uh, the men tried to overtake the facility at which a member of their gang was um, receiving treatment. Their aim was to guard a patient from potential attacks from any of the rivals. 68 of them, you know. (laughs) But it's not yet clear which gang was behind Sunday's storming of the Yaguachi Hospital, nor who injured the man, um, nor who the injured man was, uh, pardon me, nor who the injured man um, was they, this doesn't even sound (laughs) at all. Basically, what what they're trying to say is, it's not clear which gang was behind Sunday's mm. storming of that particular hospital, nor who that injured man they're trying to guard from, if that makes sense. They're trying to guard him from somebody. But they 68 don't know people is a lot of people. That yeah, is yeah. overkill. Mm-hmm. Well, you couldn't just have 10, no? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it must be a very important figure, man. Mm. But police said that he arrived at the hospital in the early hours of Sunday with gunshot wounds and since, and since died of those wounds, man. After securing the hospital, the security forces also raided a nearby rehabilitation center. More than 2,700 suspects have been arrested since Mr. Noboa um, declared war on the gangs on the 9th of January. And our last headline takes us to Ethiopia. Some sad news, man. And famine is stalking parts of Ethiopia, man. The epicenter is in the northern Tigray region. Villagers who have not yet recovered from the ravages of the recent war in the region are now stricken by severe drought. Reports of hundreds of children dying of starvation are trickling in from remote areas. What's particularly dis- particularly disturbing is that this crisis is unfolding so early in the season, 
So the main harvest in Tigray and the neighboring Amhara is in November. Mm. So, and this is the time of the year when the food should be the most plentiful because it's just November just mm. was just the other day. But the federal government in Addis Ababa, the capital, denies that a famine is imminent and says that it's working to provide aid. Veterans of relief operations, however, are comparing the crisis to the situation in 1984 when a combination of drought and war caused a famine that killed up to a million people. Ah, oh, man. Sad. But that's it for the headlines, and it's time to pay the bills. <laughs> and after the paying these bills, Brent, can you please um, introduce People's General? All right. A uh, message came in to the mm-hmm. last caller's point. Muhammad Ali was right about not joining the Vietnam War. Facts. Even mm. though he was vilified at the time. Big, big facts. All right, people, welcome to the People's Journal, where I give you the news from an economics point of view. So the first thing I want to talk on is basically Jeremy Hunt, man. So there's hopes, apparently, well, he hopes anyway, Mm. for uh, budget tax cuts. You know what I'm saying? Um, Pardon me. Hopes for budget tax cuts um, get a boost. Yeah, so Mm. basically he's hoping that um, the tax cuts that he was talking about, I believe it was like maybe a week or two ago that I kind of mentioned that um, that's it's a potential possibility, right? Mm. Um, may actually become closer to being realized because of the recent um, borrowing figures, right? Basically, they came in much lower than expected. And so it's looking like, you know what, if if this, if this we are going to, you know, um, cut back on the taxes or whatever and try and promote some growth in this country, um, this is probably the, the best time. So data from the ONS, which is the Office for National Statistics, showed public sector net borrowing at 7.8 billion in November. So that was 8.4 billion pounds less than in the same month a year earlier. And it's the lowest in any December since 2019. So you can understand why people are kind of um, happy. Well, at least Jeremy Hunt's happy about this. Um, Economists have forecasted um, a figure above 11 billion, right, for December. But their interest payments fell by more than they actually expected. You know what I'm saying? So obviously that skewed the calculations. And we got 8.4, sorry, we got um, 7.8 billion pounds net borrowing in december so yeah hopefully this is something that um will actually mean something what i mean by that is obviously he'll actually do something you know what i'm saying with this with this information um because at the end of the day like what's he got to lose all of this stuff is is in aid to boost the economy in the country mm. and ultimately mm. to make them look better to the nation come general election time you know what i'm saying i feel like it's a little too late but you never know you know what i'm saying you just never know Every little bit helps right this is it Speaking about general election, though, Labour. See, just again, I, I I try to be impartial. I know a lot of people may not believe that, right? But um, I I kind of applauded, well, somewhat with one hand, um, Sadiq Khan the other day when um, he chose to freeze um, TFL, um, what do you call it, travel cars and yeah, yeah, yeah. all them type of things there till March of two thousand twenty-five even though it shouldn't be that high in the first place. But still, he did the right thing. He could have mm. allowed it to just increase. And now Rachel Reeves also, she was speaking about potentially lowering cuts. Sorry, not lowering cuts, but basically um, introducing some tax cuts even to the higher earners if mm. Labour win the election, which they probably will. Now it's emerged that Labour has promised a revolution in the mortgage markets because what they're trying to do is potentially open the door to the possibility of a 25-year fixed-rate mortgage. That's insane. 25 years. Now, 
Of course, it depends on on the figures, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't see maybe just the idea of twenty five years, um, twenty five year fixed rate, and me kind of just thinking of oh, imagine it was two percent on the twenty five. That's a no brainer. Mm. Everyone in the in the bloody country, two percent fixing your mortgage for twenty five years, it's a no brainer. You know what I'm saying? But if you're gonna introduce twenty five years and start talking to us about you know what, fix it eight point five percent bloody APR on your own. No, that's ridiculous. We don't want to hear any of this type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But just the fact that she's trying to introduce this um, to kind of, I guess, give some stability mm. um, to, to the people who kind of feel like, you know what, anything can happen. Mm. And we've kind of seen that already in the last in the last decade. You know what I'm saying? Really I remember true. speaking to somebody um, sometime last year and he was basically, because he basically didn't um, encounter stuff that I encountered and many other people encountered <laughs> having to renew our, our mortgage rates, right? And he said, you know, I fixed it for 10 years. And I was I, like, if, if somebody asked me two years ago to fix my mortgage for 10 years, mm. I would just say, are you insane? Because every time I've had to redo my mortgage, mm. I've always gone and opted for the two year, the yeah. three year, because I'm kind of an optimist. I'm thinking like, you know what, especially now the economy seems okay. Mm. You know what? Things will improve. And I've been right till the last one right yeah. you know what i'm saying but i guess because of how things can be volatile this 25 year may 25 year fixed rate mortgage may not be the craziest idea in the world again it depends on the figures because if you're fixing your thing for bloody 10 percent, 8.5 percent um for 25 years then i think that's insane but saying that also we've just been talking about war mm. in a situation where there's wars and 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 all types of crap could happen to the economy. It might not be a bad idea, even at bloody five, seven percent. Because if it goes up to like what the figures were back in the seventies and eighties, mm. right? You'll be laughing as well. So anyway, long story short, I know I've kind of said a lot of things here and there about this, but um, she was basically outlining her plan at the weekend. And when I say she, I'm talking about the Shadow Chancellor Rachel Reeves, and she pretty much said that longer fixed rate deals would enable people to buy houses with smaller deposits and with lower monthly repayments. Again, the article is being quite disingenuous because obviously it depends on the rate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, don't just yeah. say, don't just say 25, 25 years. years. <laughs> it's going to be lower monthly just, repayments. But you know what it is? They'll say 25 years to get people in. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Of, of course, 25 years, compared to what your variable rate would be, yeah, yeah, it yeah. would be lower, but obviously in a grand scheme of things, it mm. may not be lower. You better you know read that fine print. Well. 100%, 100%. But, but you know what? I'm all for people, especially in um, economics, being creative. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm, I've always criticized Labour. One of my biggest criticisms is that Labour just seem to be very reactionary. Anything the Tories do, mm. they respond mm. and say it's crap. But I'm glad to see that Rachel Reeves is at least proactive. trying to be yeah. proactive and come up with some solutions. So I can't I can't fault her on that, man. So we'll see where it actually leads, leads us. You know what I'm saying? Next thing I wanted to speak about is the is Royal Mail, man. Okay, we've obviously been speaking about how this Horizon situation kind of messed up many of the um, postmasters and, and um, things of that nature. But apparently, um, Royal Mail could be allowed to deliver letters just three days a week. What? <laughs> yeah. This is under a series of options that have been outlined by the industry regulator to help the company run and run a sustainable service. Everyone's been complaining three about Three days Mail. a week? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying. So obviously this is something that is 
we don't know when it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it may not even come into, in the, into it place. It might happen, yeah. yeah. But it's just a situation where Ofcom said its consultation document was designed to spark a national debate on the future of the UK's postal service. So this is just something they're putting out there mm. to say, is, is this a viable solution to kind of help sustain Royal Mail pretty mm. much in this country? Um, also, it separately announced that the cost of a second-class stamp would be capped until March of 2027. So this is to ensure an affordable option for consumers and businesses. So I don't know. I, I feel like since inflation is going down, people seem to be trying their best to, let me not say trying their best. I can't speak for these people. But they're at least trying to put certain things in place to kind of, um, I don't know, just make things less volatile and yeah. allow people to kind of, you know what I mean? Just deal with this cost of living crisis. You know what I mean? It's been a rough um, two years, man. Uh what do we get via post these days that we can't get mm. with an email? That's a that's a very good that's a very good point, a Text right? message with an attachment or something. Mm, that is true. But I guess just kind of like um, the bank services, how um, even though some banks are closing down, they they are still leaving certain things there because of certain people who have a certain age group. So let's just say the fifty pluses, they still need certain things coming in. Sometimes you may still need a physical copy yeah, of yeah, something. Yeah, I hear that, I hear that. But mm. I don't see this as a, a big thing, to be mm. honest. I mean, it just means you don't have, I don't know, first class stamps anymore. You just mm. know that it's going to be two days for a delivery. Yeah. You know? Mm. I don't see this as a, a wild thing. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, man. I think long term, that'll definitely be um, the case. But again, this is, again, a situation that um, it makes me think of the conversation, the back and forth we had, I had with Ramsey the other day when he was talking about nationalisation. This is sometimes what happens when you kind of um, put money into a particular sector to just mm. keep them there mm. rather than just embracing the, the, the change in the times and saying, you know what, people, like Brent was saying, maybe better off, it may be better for the economy, maybe better for everyone's, um, just everything, everyone's day-to-day -day living if another company came in and introduced another way of, getting information from X, Y, Z mm. to you um, in a quicker way and a cheaper way. And that could be obviously just via email. Of course, that would be potentially spamming all over the damn place, right? Mm. But still, that, that, that might be a situation where um, uh, that could be a reality, man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's a situation um, with Royal Mail. And yeah, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Next That's interesting. Mm. Next thing I wanted to mention is eBay. Mm. Uh, eBay is looking to eliminate about 1,000 jobs, man. Really? Yeah. Or 9% of its uh, company's workforce. You say 49? Sorry, no. What, what? I thought, so, no, no, no. So you said 9%? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 1,000 jobs is basically equal to about 9% of their workforce. You know what I'm saying? So eBay, they said this yesterday on Tuesday. Their plans to lay off nine percent of the company's workforce, which is like I said, equal to about a thousand full-time jobs. Um, a lot of people. Yeah, they're, they're trying to downsize, man. You know what I'm saying? They've been doing this already, but they're trying. To, they're continuing to downsize. Um, and yeah, man, their stock rose more than three percent in extended trading. I don't know if this made people feel a bit more bullish um, about them, but <laughs> this is basically the situation, man. Jamie Iannon, um, who's eBay, eBay CEO. Told employees in a letter published on a corporate blog that the company will also scale back the number of contracts that they've given. Well, let me quote him exactly. He said, "We're going to scale back the number of contracts we have within our alternate within our alternate workforce over the coming months." You know what I'm saying. He also said that the job cuts are necessary because eBay's overall headcount 
and expenses have outpaced the growth of the business. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yes. So, um, well, to kind of wrap up what you said, you also said to address this, we're implementing organizational changes that align and consolidate certain teams to improve the end-to-end experience and better meet the needs of our customers around the world. Shortly, we will begin notifying those companies, sorry, those employees whose roles have been eliminated and entering into a consultation process in areas where required. So they've decided already. And unfortunately, for those 9%, um, they will be losing their jobs, man. Um, I did mention this before about um, other companies mm. for doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Amazon, Google, um, Unity, they've all confirmed cuts this month. You know what I'm saying? So um, eBay is certainly not alone in this. Um, but yes, that is pretty much it for the People's Journal, man. Brent, I believe we can move on to Wellness Wednesdays. All right, people. Similar to Motivational Mondays, figured it would be good to kind of go back to how it used to be in terms of giving the quotes to people. Hopefully, a couple of these quotes are um, marinating your brains. And you know what I mean? Just, just help you today, man, and throughout the week. The first quote is from Ella Fitzgerald. And she said, Just don't give up what you're trying to do. Where there's love and inspiration, I don't think you can go wrong. You know what I'm saying? Back to basics, man. Don't give up what you're trying to do. Where there's love and inspiration, I don't think you can go wrong. Next one is by Dr. May Jemison. Never be limited by other people's limited imaginations. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Very simple, but it's, it's facts. Never be limited by other people's <laughs> limited imaginations. And the next quote is by probably the most popular sportsman of all time. Somebody that Brent just quoted earlier. Well, at least somebody messaged in um, and basically reminded us of about Muhammad Ali's stance during the Vietnam War. Mm. And Muhammad Ali said, it isn't the mountains ahead to climb that wears you out. It's the pebble in your shoe. You know what I'm saying? I heard that. Mm-hmm. It isn't the mountains ahead to climb that wear you out. It's the pebble in your shoe. I want to say that one more time. <laughs> it isn't the mountains ahead to climb that wear you out. It's the pebble in your shoe. And our last quote is by Amanda Gorman, who says, there's always light. If only we're brave enough to see it. If mm. only we're brave enough to be it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're looking for other people to, to be that light for you. Yeah. You are that light, man. You are the light. Look yeah. within, you know what I'm saying? There's always light. If only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it. So yeah, man, I hope everyone has a blessed Wednesday, man, a blessed week. Yeah, that was, that was nice, man. That was nice. You know, you've got to let go of the pebbles in your shoes. <laughs> True indeed, man. <laughs> Sit down, take some time out, take your shoes, just pour it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. It's important, though. Right, let's move on to the next headlines. All right, so Telan take us to takes us to America, man, where Donald Trump has won the New Hampshire primary, defeating his last remaining rival for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. Of course he has. The former South Carolina governor, Governor Nikki Haley. 
Brent, before I read the rest of the article, yeah, did you know Nikki Haley's um Asian? That's what she says, yeah. <laughs> this why woman you, looks like a white you, woman. Why do you say that's what she says? Because <laughs> you need to see her. Can you get her up, please? <laughs> I need to. I need to. Um, I need. She's claiming that she knows visual verification. Can you imagine? Yeah. She's claiming what? She's she's claiming that she understands our plight. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I think one one um, again. You know, the social media, anything could be fake. Yeah, but yeah, I read yeah, some yeah. Um, real brief talking about how she understands, like Brent's saying, mm. um, our plight because when she's been in a, a beauty pageant, she wasn't identified as white. She wasn't black. Yeah. She was just in the middle. So Limbo. she knows how to be othered, how it feels to be on the outside. You know what I'm saying? She can relate to us. Can't wait to see who just what this yes, girl I, looks like. I did bare Googles. I was thinking, wait a minute. How, <laughs> bare Googles. Why, why is she not be identifying as white though? Because she looks like a white woman. Asian wear. Oh my. <laughs> Stop the show. What? Yeah, it's bad. This woman is whiter than snow. It's what are you talking you. about? She's from the mountain of. No, man. The Caucasus mountains. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Straight from there. But you know what? Unless, Brent, it might be a case of adoption. Because when I did go a bit further in my mm. Googles, yeah, mm. I saw her parents. Mm. And her parents look like. They Asian be, people. Yeah. You know, like um, her dad, I believe, is um, Sikh. Does that not make her Asian? Right, if she's no, adopted. No, that's what I'm saying. It could be that. You know what I'm saying? But based on what she's saying, her, her parents are, are Asian. She's taking a piss. You know what I'm Obviously, she's married um, a white man, I believe. I could be wrong. He could be Indian too. Like, well, he could or, be, or Turkish. It, it could be something else, yeah. But she changed her name, Nikki Haley. Well, Haley, I guess, is his surname, isn't it? Yeah. Now she's married. But it doesn't seem like there's any... I don't get nothing, I don't no see Asian any... Um, so I don't know if there's... I don't see anything in her that remotely says that she could be Asian. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. is that her parents, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The man is a the man and the woman. Her parents, respectfully, are Asian. Nah, man, she might be adopted on a low low. You know what I mean? But again, we could be being unfair. You know what I'm saying? She's just light skinned. I don't know. And obviously, she's combing her hair and and moving in circles where most Asians do not go. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But this is her family. This is her, man. No, son, we're missing something. <laughs> no, we must be because, like, if you look at her, mm-hmm. she looks. She could pass for an Indian man. Mm. She actually, no, she actually could, yeah. The more I look at her, but then, like, when I first see her, I'm like, yeah, nah, exactly. she looks stone cold. Like a white woman. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And then you see her with her family, but it's a bit, the picture's a bit older, mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah. But yeah, man, just taking her word for it, she is indeed Indian, man. So it's between her and, and Trump. But Trump's victory means the race for the nomination is all but over. Even if Miss Haley, Miss Nikki Haley, you can see on the screen, is not yet ready to end her campaign. A fact that clearly irked the former president on what was otherwise an evening of celebration. Uh, sorry, so, sorry. As I said, mm-hmm. I'd rather Trump win Boy. and we have peace. So <laughs> We'll see, we'll see, man. There, there's millions of blacks um, in America that will disagree with you, man. You know what I'm saying? What, and they want Biden to what? Just keep agitating and poking the bear? I mean, in that particular area, they, they might just say, you know, we want peace. But in other areas of life, they're saying, no, they, they don't want Trump. They hate Trump. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, mm. Trump was speaking um, and he said she's doing a speech like she won. <laughs> she didn't win. Sad. She lost. <laughs> Those are his words, eh? Although Mr. Trump's victory in New Hampshire did not match the 20-point margin that was predicted by recent polls, it should be more than enough to maintain the current direction of the race. 
He won by a landslide in the first contest in Iowa and the upcoming states on the Republican primary calendar tilt more heavily in his favor than New Hampshire, suggesting his march towards the nomination will soon become a stampede. Yeah, man, it's crazy, man. Mm -hmm. With each passing vote, the truth becomes increasingly clear. As for polls, as polls for many months have shown, the Republican Party is still Donald Trump's party, man. That's what it's looking like. So unless unless they they can get him out of there via the courts, it looks like he's going to be representing the Republican Party. But again, obviously it's too it's too soon to say it, so we'll see. Next headline takes us to South Africa. Trigger warning here, guys, man. Big trigger warning. Warning. Um, a man was arrested on Tuesday yesterday after he claimed responsibility for starting a building fire in South Africa last year that killed 76 people. Yep. Mm. Um, yeah, while trying to get rid of the body of someone he had strangled in the basement. Can you imagine? One person, he was trying to, you know what I'm saying, obliterate that person's body. He ended up burning the building down and 76 people died. Yeah, they got to bury him under the jail, man. It's a damn shame, man. The confession came when he was testifying at an ongoing inquiry into the causes of the fire in August in downtown Johannesburg. The 29-year-old man whose identity wasn't disclosed has said that he had killed a man on the night of the fire by beating him and strangling him. He said that he then poured gasoline on the man's body and set it alight with a match. He testified that he was a drug user and was told to kill the man by a drug dealer who lived in the building. The man is facing 76 counts of murder, 120 counts of attempted murder, and a charge of arson. The city of Johannesburg owned the building, but it had been taken over by illegal landlords who were renting out the space to hundreds of poor people who were desperate for somewhere to live. And many of the building's occupants were immigrants um, suspected of being in South Africa illegally. Sad, man. Yeah, he's done. And um, last headline. Remember May Street, yeah? Mm. You, know, you know, under the bridge, right near... Um, Hackney Central. Yeah. Remember what shop used to be there where JD is today? Woolworths. Woolworths. Woolworths coming back, man. Why? <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you mean? There was a whole song and dance about them leaving and we were shocked and like, Woolworths, no way. Remember they had one in Bethnal Green yeah. and all sorts. What do you mean coming back? Hey, we don't is, need them back. This is what it's saying, man. Once loved, for those who don't know, once loved for its pick and mix sweets and bargain yeah, prices. Yeah, the pick and mix was wild. Mm -hmm. Woolworth stores could return to the UK, man. In 2009, when its British shops closed after the financial crisis, the brand in Germany, where it's known as Woolworth, was saved by HH Holding. Current HH Holding chief, Roman Heine, says the UK is on his bucket list of destinations as he seeks to expand internationally. It comes as Wilco, and we spoke about this many times, mm. um, I believe last year, uh, which filled the gap left by Woolworths collapsed in 2023. Yeah, that's the yeah, mm -hmm. I remember. I was just, I was thinking what other place was been going for a while and collapsed. Exactly. It was Woolworths. But re-entry would not be without its challenges, obviously. Disruption to supply chains because of attacks by Houthi rebels, again, we were speaking about this, in one of the world's busiest trade routes in the Red Sea, plus post-pandemic pandemic turmoil, were two of the issues that Mr. Heine cited, you know what I'm saying, that could obviously disrupt mm. bringing Woolworths back to the UK. However, as the collapse of Wilco left some people feeling nostalgic for Woolworths, the firm feels that it would be welcome in the UK, man. Woolworths has more than 600 shops, with a majority in Germany, but some are in Austria and also in Poland. Hold on, you said they closed in 2009. Yes. You remember been gone for over 10 years and... Crazy, and they're trying to make. I hear the comeback in it. Great, everyone loves a comeback and all that. But like, brother, 
It's been ten years, man. <laughs> More than that. So I mean, what what made you? But if they come back bigger and better, it's not a good thing. Hundred percent. But mm. what like why now? Because Wilco's gone, so they're thinking, oh, there's a gap. We can come back. We say, ooh. <laughs> you know what we I'm say, ooh. <laughs> we might be able to get in. Yeah. Ooh, so, you know, that, was, uh, that store was epic. Mare Street. For all that, if you don't know, you don't know. If you <laughs> mm-hmm. know, you know. Mare Street. Woolworths. Yep. And they had the big head security guard. <laughs> Man, we used to call this guy headmaster. Like, his head was big. <laughs> He'd just be there watching you. Know. These times, he's trying to get two, two sweets out of the building. <laughs> We needed a decoy. We had a man in the back doing some stupidness. And we'd do something on the front. And then, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He goes to the man in the back. We Take his, yeah. yeah, we're out of there, man. <laughs> that, shot, that shot was, was the one, legendary store. Legendary <laughs> store. Hey. But yeah, man. Um, that's pretty much it for the headlines. It's time to pay the bills. And... Brent done that yesterday as well. He done that yesterday as well. I swear someone was on the phone or something. It's, well, it's just... Time to go. Yeah. But yeah, man, welcome to the reaction, guys. Um, obviously, for those who don't know, we have been living under a rock. This is the part of the show where we talk about sports. You know what I'm saying? Um, obviously, AFCON is going on. You know what I'm saying? Um, there were four games yesterday. I just want to say the scores, man. Cameroon beat Gambia 3-2. Go on. You see, do you see that? No, I didn't watch no games yesterday. But you see it? Or highlights? Yes. Crazy. Yeah. That was a crazy game, right? I saw the highlights last night. Um, Senegal beat Guinea 2-0. Angola beat Burkina 2-0. Burkina Faso. And Mauritania beat Algeria 1-0. I was, yeah, I mean, those games weren't really appealing to me. For some reason, I should have watched the Cameroon yeah. one, but I was tired, man. Look at look at the highlights of that one. That one was crazy. I saw there's a someone sent me a clip here where the keeper is the ball's going out towards I don't know the left or something, mm. and for some reason he's put his hand out, but it looks like it's a handball. Mm. But, but there's no reason for him to be diving over there. He could just went. He could have just kicked it out. <laughs> like he could have in fact I'm going to send Brent was, that, was send, that what from yesterday's game yeah yesterday's game it was one of the games I don't know what game it was there was, a, there was definitely a handball that that basically would have made it 3-3 free free. and this was from a Gambian player but was it okay no this is this someone sent me this clip I saw this clip I was crying it was like an unnecessary dive like there's not actually anyone next to him as mm. well Brent should I, where should I send this to you um email please email okay Listen, all on, and I was saying earlier on, yeah, that basically, man loved the World Cup and European Championship, whatever, but Ofcom is basically entertainment all day long. Mm. Like, you can't you can't beat that, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> While, whilst you're um, getting that, I um, just want to mention also, there was a Carabao Cup um, game yesterday as well, man. And Chelsea, this was the second leg. Chelsea banged over uh, Middlesbrough, man. Yeah, 6-1. They sla- it was 4-0 at halftime. Ridiculous. 6-2 on aggregate, man. But like you said, 4-0 at halftime, man. Chelsea blew away Middlesbrough with a rampant first-half display to record a 6-2 aggregate victory and clinch their place against either Liverpool or Fulham in the Carabao Cup final. Middlesbrough stunned the Blues with a 1-0 win at the Riverside Stadium in the first leg. And obviously has genuine ambitions of becoming the first EFL side to eliminate Premier League opposition in the semi-finals since Bradford did it 
11 years ago against Aston Villa. But Chelsea snuffed out them hopes ASAPity, you know what I'm saying? Before <laughs> half time, thanks to um, thanks to her own goal, <laughs> plus strikes by um, Fernandez, uh, this is it Axel De Sassi, yeah, and Cole Palmer. Um, like you said, it was four 0 at half time. The latter two of those four goals came after Borough were caught playing out um, from the back, and that and that pattern continued in the second half with errors by uh, Michael Carrick's team, punished by Palmer and Med- Madueke. He got beat up, man. Mm-hmm. Morgan Rogers added a late consolation goal for Borough, but obviously meant nothing amid an inconsistent campaign. Chelsea have now won five of their last six matches, man. While their supporters can look forward to a trip to Wembley on February the 25th as Pochettino looks to win silverware in his first season at the club. I'm saying, so yeah, Chelsea, um, they're doing their thing, man. I mean, ugh, it's Middlesbrough. You can only beat who... Mm. Yeah, but it's still it's still five wins from the last six. You know what I'm saying? So they're, they're, you know what I mean? What you could do is uh, win against your 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 competition. To, to be fair, if they get a trophy, this this is it. No, that's not the one. So I'm gonna I'm trying to. In normal play, yeah, that looked like a serious header. <laughs> With this guy, <laughs> <laughs> this guy forgot VAR. Hey, what's the code? Is is no nah, man? You can't beat it. I don't care what anyone says. Brent, why is the emo not coming up, man? What's going on there? And he could have used his head, though. Oh, no. Oh, man, you messed man up, I just man. chose not to, you know. I said, nope. <laughs> said, nope, not today. Um, also, um, speaking um, AFCON as well, Ghana have sacked their coach, man, Chris Hooten. Remember Chris Hooten back yeah, in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brighton, man, as well. Mm-hmm. Where Brighton went shit. <laughs> Yeah, man. Obviously, they 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 got kicked out during the, in the in the group stages. Man. I, f- I feel for him, man. Like, well, kind of, but like they were on to him. Didn't yeah. they? They try and move to him at what's it called? Oh, was it after the first loss? It <laughs> 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 comes to the hotel and all that. There's a video. Like, yeah, someone sent me. There's a video. Of these men oh, wilding out in the hotel, and obviously. I don't know where Chris Newton is, but security is trying to keep everything oh, calm and collective and all that. But yeah, I'm glad they're out, man. Mm. Try out you Ghanaians and that, man. I hope, you, <laughs> hope you're suffering this morning. Do you know what I mean? You woke up in pain and, in, <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking to the heavens asking God why and God ain't got no answers for you. I'm sorry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man. For those who don't know, the Black Stars, Ghana, they finished on two points in Group B. That drawing, is banter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> drawing 2-2 <laughs> with both... Egypt and Mozambique. I don't care what anyone says. Two points. Yeah, man. And that was like, Nigeria. Would they'll be on to us? Mm-hmm. And like you said, Rich, um, they lost their first game in it. Mm. That was against Cape Verde, which nobody Cape Verde, Cape Verde, which nobody was expecting. I'll be honest happen. with you. Yeah, I got like a I got like a stepsister that's in Cape Verde now. Mm. I didn't know they had a football team. That's what I'm saying. I just saw Cape Verde. <laughs> I saw Cape Verde on the top left. I said, "Huh? Yeah, Ghana's playing who?" Well, these men got a team. I could probably go out there and play them. Yeah, so, probably. They're probably made up of... The, they had to probably do mobilisation, construction. Yeah, yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably made up of a bunch of fishers. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, bro. But yeah, man, they beat Ghana 2-1, man, in the opener. Ghana's trash, man. Mm-hmm. Ghana had distant hopes of progressing as one of four best-ranked uh, third-place sides, but were eliminated on Tuesday when the results went against them. Houghton has been, had been appointed as Ghana's head coach in February last year. Right, and the GFA, they, mm. they they released a statement. GFA is Ghana Football Association. They pretty much said Chris Houghton 
has been relieved of his duties with immediate effect. That's rough, the, man. <laughs> the executive council has rough, also man. taken a decision to dissolve the technical team of the Black Stars. The GFA will, in the next coming days, um, provide a roadmap on the future direction of the Black Stars. A roadmap? Yeah, man. They, they've dissolved everything. They want everything to... They just want to build from the ground up again. So, yeah, man, the former Newcastle United and Brighton boss, Houghton, began working as a technical advisor for the four-time continental champions, Ghana, in February of 2022. And he replaced Otto Addo um, as the boss after Addo stepped down following the 2022 World Cup in Qatar, where Ghana finished the bottom of Group H with one win from those three games that they played. So Ghana, it, it does look like, obviously, based on those last two um, tournaments, they obviously do need to do something. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's 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 pretty much it, man. It's not a terrible. Uh, Brent, sir, to email me, please, because I can't find your... Your email's not coming up for some reason. Brent. Hold on. Don't. Call to us. Can't spell that, but... C-O-L-T-H-R-U-S-T. C-O-L-T-H-R-U-S-T. R-U-S-T. At gmail.com. Nobody spam Brent, please. But yes... Um, whilst Rich is getting that ready, um, yeah, that's pretty much all that happened, man. Our AFCON correspondent will be with us tomorrow to give us a bit more information on the games. And yeah, man, look forward to that, man. But oh, you idiot. I went, I went, um, dot con. <laughs> You're thinking of AFCON? Yeah, I don't know where. year okay right let's go into the outro all right people hopefully rich gets that to brent um so we can play that before we leave you say t-h-r-u-s-t cool thrust yes but thank you guys for tuning in you know what i'm saying thank you for Calling up as well, Chims, Black Rob, um, Saleh, of course. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate that. And tomorrow, obviously, you've got our queen back in the building. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, we've definitely got a good show um, tomorrow, man. Richie, with us tomorrow? Uh, more than likely. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. What's tomorrow, man. Thursday? Yes. Shit, the days just fly by sometimes. I'm yeah, just like, got to double check what day mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I just sent you that. Hopefully, you get. Thanks. You never, you never spoke about uh, the consequences of having all the men sent to war mm. and dying, because that literally <laughs> might be. So I'm saying, might be up. Someone's got to stay back. Someone's got to stay back. <laughs> it's a lucky man that stays back. You say, got to look after everybody else. So I mean, he's got to look after a lot of people. Might be impregnating people up and down England. So yeah, I mean, have to be. It was by force, compulsory. Uh, literally, inscription. You know I mean? <laughs> this is it. Like, um, imagine. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to lie. I prefer to... Um, let me stay back. <laughs> you man, <laughs> you man, go do the war thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay back. I'm going to make sure everything's okay here. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then, and then yeah. Brent, did you get that? Yeah, but it's like an MP4 file. What? This is what you wanted. Let me uh, see if this works. You know? I can't. Why is that my... Someone sent it to me.
Sorry, is he? Is he really outside the box? He's at, that's outside. <laughs> that is entertainment. I know he drops outside the box. Yeah, 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 but. That is entertainment. I don't care. Oh, man, sorry. Hey, I don't know. Come on, man. You could have just headed it. No, but this is inside the box. I don't know, man. Look I, at where it is. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> but so why is he pretending like he's moving like he's hitting with his head? Or he's, he's trying to show people that he's hitting with his head, but he definitely ain't hitting with his head because we can see he slapped it out because he's concerned that it might be outside the box. Mm. That's funny, man. That is hilarious. No, I don't want all the women to myself. That's impossible. I'm just saying isn't it. Someone's got to stay home and take care of the yard. Do you know what I mean? The business. All you man might want to be going over there and... Doing the killings and whatever, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Me and Brent will be in the in the jailhouse, such or such or such or. I just I ain't doing it. I'm just uh, that's all. Yeah. Well, once again, man, thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, thank you to the researchers, of course. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for a great show, listeners, follow us on all the social media platforms. You already know what it is at the new black. Sorry, at the day after TNB. Instagram, Twitter, everything, basically. All TikTok, you know what I'm saying? Um, send your voice notes, text messages to 07564-841-073. Um, topic of the day suggestions, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, email uh, the day after at thenewblack.com or email me, Emmanuel at thenewblack.com. But you still looking for someone, editor? I wasn't looking for one in the first place. Well, obviously not you personally, but I mean, obviously Esther put the call out. Has anybody basically responded? Yes. Okay, cool. So we don't need to ask for anybody else. <laughs> basically, if, if you've got the expertise, if, if you listen to the show, obviously a big, a, a big requirement is that you listen to the show. And um, yeah, if you believe like you can contribute in some way, man, go to editing, putting out them clips that Brent usually does. You know what I'm saying? Brent's got a lot on his table. You know what I'm saying? A lot on his plate. So he can't be doing the clips every single day. Can't do the orchestra thing. You know what I'm saying? As much as, you know what I mean, you'd like to. Um, yes. Shout out, basically. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it, man. We'll see you guys tomorrow, man. Same time, same place, 8 a.m. Peace. Peace. <laughs>